0: The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and twelve, a total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and twelve is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone.
1: Can you believe how? far into the season we are now another edition of first and 12 your big 12 absolute breakdown every week right here mitch harper alex keery mitch of course is in west virginia still trapped trapped in west virginia there's a there's probably something some, some some symbolism in there, probably how BYU fans feel right now after their loss last night, thirty-seven to seven, to the West Virginia Mountaineers.
0: I'm in a glass case of moonshine right now.
1: <laughs> I just imagine you in your in your hotel room today, some guy with just a, a handful of teeth peeking up over your window, going, "You, yeah, thanks for coming to West Virginia." And just Take and, me home
0: hey, to road I'm own. your Uber
1: driver and you're like, <laughs> No <laughs> Uh Mitch, we've got tons to get into, of course, and uh, probably one of our funnest segments of the week and and one obviously we have to kind of try to figure out as soon as everything goes final on Saturday nights and, and get into our Sunday show here is to figure out what the power rankings are in the Big 12, so let's jump in right there.
0: The Big 12 Power Rankings Big Board a weekly rank of all 12 programs from the elite to the bottom dwellers We'll start with those bottom dwellers in these power rankings this week number 14 Cincinnati they remain winless Tough times for Scott Satterfield, and you know, it, it's
1: kind of crazy too because you know we're watching we're watching this thing go down, and you're going, well, C- well, Cincinnati's supposed to be a little bit okay, right? Everybody else seems to be stealing wins here and there, and they just cannot do it. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about Cincinnati, and I don't know if you just look at it and go, nope, uh, Coach Satterfield's just uh you know, is just a strikeout on a coach hire, coaching hire, or if they're just like going through a little bit of what BYU is, which is, uh, well. Uh, we're in a big conference now and we to- we weren't absolutely totally up to snuff on the talent side of things or coaching side of things and and here we are but uh 13 baylor hey good for baylor they got a little dub or they got a little uh or well they got they don't look as bad i guess uh you know even though they 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 don't because what's their record right now mitch i want to say that they're three and three and six three Two and six. four in big 12 and just i'm mean, look look if you had them down for being as bad as they are we would have never thought it but like I don't know. I, you think about the, the the four worst teams right now in the Big Twelve, and you go, I don't know. This is these are some bad football teams. Four and five right now playing kind of really bad football, and so yeah, Baylor thirteen, kind of a no brainer right there where
0: they're supposed to be at. But they dropped a couple spots, obviously, with the loss uh, this week. It's shocking how lack of a presence they have in the trenches because that's been their bread and butter the past few years. It's non existence, uh, non existent in Waco this year. Number twelve, UCF. You know they got their first Big Twelve win. It was over, uh, one of the bottom dwellers, and that's Cincinnati. But still, yeah. wins a win, and that was a big win for Cincinnati or UCF as they get one step closer to getting maybe into bowl eligibility at four and five.
1: Yeah, and you know what was weird about that was uh, I mean John Reese Plumley's just been not that great, right? I mean, after yeah. the Oklahoma. Uh, it, it's like he showed up for that Oklahoma game, and then after that, it's just kind of been eh. I'm not that into it, uh, but yeah, yeah. UCF uh, getting their getting their uh, getting their first win in conference, but you know, still doesn't feel like it's a really good football team. Number eleven, the BYU Cougars, mm. below the Houston Cougars, by the way, I'll add, and I don't think that that's wrong right now. There's a feeling right now that this team is not just low in the rankings, but also kind of maybe even plummeting further past that, and so the the feeling of BYU and Cougar Nation, Mitch, and and the, I can't wait for you guys on Cougar Nation on on uh, well you guys are doing it later this week, right? And is that kind of maybe some people will cool off and not be as mad this uh, this uh, this next we'll, week? So
0: we'll actually have it Monday at noon, so okay, it will good. Be, so it'll yes. be fresh
1: on people's minds. Uh, yes. People will be in the middle of the day taking their lunch break and then yelling at you
0: guys, you and Matt on uh, Cougar <laughs> Nation. It's going to be good. We will be there for them to to <laughs> vent their frustrations because there's a lot of frustration in Cougar Nation and the other Cougar Nation is happy right now. That's number ten, Houston. As they take down Baylor, a longtime rival back in the day, first time they faced Houston in nearly 30 years. And I know Holgerson had this one circled because he was ticked at Baylor for backing out of a game during the COVID year. They wanted this one bad. There were some personal grudges, and they get it done in overtime. And Donovan Smith, man, he's had a knack. Like, you can say what you will about Houston, but in late-game situations with game on the line, Donovan Smith's delivering some epic performances. Yeah. Hail Mary, and then a two-point conversion to get it done against Baylor.
1: Number nine, the team I just a massive head-scratcher on, maybe the weirdest team in all of the conference, is TCU, Sonny Dykes' team, losing to Texas Tech and uh, on a wild Thursday night. I'm sure they're not used to playing on Thursday nights, but, boy, this TCU team is just absolutely all over the place this year, mostly all over the place in the losing category.
0: Do you think they become the next team – uh, or first team since Texas in 2009 to have a losing record the year after they go to the national title game. Do you think it's going to happen? I mean, they're on their way. What are they? Four and five yeah. now uh, overall. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that
1: uh, that's definitely on the table. And at some point, you kind of go as a team. You look around and go, "Well, we're four and five. We're not. We're not great. We can play spoiler against some teams right now, but yeah, they don't have a lot to uh, to try to figure out. You know, they just they." They they just keep falling flat every week and if it was the last time no it wasn't the last time they won was against BYU was it? no 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 I'm I'm getting that mixed up I mean, it can't be well maybe it was actually now it you was. look at it they've ripped off three straight losses after beating BYU like just pounding BYU. Number eight on the list is Texas Tech, the team who handed them that loss. And, again, a head scratcher, too, because you go, BYU beat those guys and they lose to those guys. Everybody does that, but that's the way it is in conference play. If you don't show up every week, you're going to be inconsistent and you're going to look funny because all the other teams are also uh, – You can be caught flat-footed and you have a chance every week to, to overcome. But, man, uh, good, for, good for Joey McGuire because he's a little bit on the hot seat there, at least uh, according to some of our friends who are uh, down there in Lubbock.
0: Yeah, Texas Tech is much different football team with Barron Morton at quarterback. Uh, BYU would have probably had a far different look uh, with Texas Tech had they faced him, and mm-hmm. that was a big win for Texas Tech, and then they follow it up with a big recruiting win. They get one of the top quarterbacks in the 2024 recruiting cycle, so good things rolling this week for Texas Tech. Number seven, Iowa State the, suffered a tough setback against Kansas at home, but still, can, Iowa State – Is a good football team. They're going to go to a bowl game. Mm -hmm. Matt Campbell's done a really good job with this group. Totally lose by seven points to Kansas. They had their opportunities. They fought back to to get back in the game. Just a resilient group, and they continue to show that despite all the personnel losses that they've had this season.
1: Yeah, and uh, don't be fooled by them losing that game. They're going to be uh, favorites in this one against BYU coming to Provo almost assuredly. Uh, Number six, West Virginia. The uh, Mountaineers, of course, pounding BYU last night, and then, uh, you get yourself uh, higher up in the rankings. Uh, Neil Brown, good for him. It was interesting. This week we talked to one of the guys from West Virginia, one of the beat writers, and we are like, hey, Neil Brown, he's firing it back up. You guys love this guy now. He goes, well, hold your horses. We don't really
0: like him. He's winning, but we don't like him. Like, I'm was, glad you bring that up. It was because weird. <laughs> I, I'm glad you bring that up because I really thought that people were going to c- kind of circle the wagons around this team because... With with West Virginia. I mean the pulse around Morgantown, they only had fifty thousand people show up to BYU West Virginia on a an evening game in Morgantown, and a lot of the beat writers are saying, well, it's because they don't like Neil Brown. It's like oh, I mean the guy's got the ball eligibility already, six wins, and you got still everything in front of you. Like what do you not like? That that right. team's looking pretty good right now.
1: And eclipse last year's win total already, uh yeah. with three more games left. So whatever. Uh, people are weird at some schools. They just decide they don't like a guy, and then they go, "Let's just wait for the time to be over for him." I don't think he fits in here. And you're like, "Dude, you're gonna throw somebody away who's a decent coach, and then you're gonna end up uh, getting whoever." Uh, all right, next up, Kansas State. Now, I was I was on the Kansas State train. I really thought they were gonna beat Texas this week. I didn't think Malik Moore had enough. I thought they were rolling with all of the uh, with the wins they'd had, just absolutely blasting teams over the last couple of weeks. But Come up short in overtime. Weird play call, by the way, at the end. I don't know what they were doing. Just kicked the dang field goal, to put the onus on Texas to try to win that thing. But uh, anyway, they lose 33-30 to in overtime
0: at Texas, and uh, there you go. There's your number five team on the uh, on the power ranking. We have a change in the top two. They fall down from two last week, now to four. That's the mm-hmm. Oklahoma Sooners. I think it's fitting, though, after two consecutive losses.
1: Yeah, I think it fits. And, and you know, you also have another team who – is is seven and two and is headed the other direction. Number three on the list this week is Kansas. Good for them, man. Good for Lance Leipold, who, you know, at the beginning of the year we didn't like because he just kept talking about how mature BYU was. But you know, <laughs> I don't. I I just think he's done a great job, and and and, and Kansas is is having one of their better years, uh, and so good for them. And it's
0: not just like having a one off better year either. I don't think Mitch. I think that they're they're building something there in Lawrence. They're going to be one of the top programs in the new Big 12. There's no doubt in my mind. With As long as Leipold's there, they will be, be near the top. Number two, a team that's always been near the top because of head coach Mike Gundy. That's Oklahoma State. They surge to number two after that big bedlam win, and I think they deserve it. They got one of the best resumes in the conference right now. They're playing some of their best football. They check in at number two.
1: I don't know how many weeks it was ago, Mitch, but they were number 14 at one point. Maybe it was after that. Maybe it was after that USA, after the uh, University of Southern Alabama loss (laughs) that they took at home by three touchdowns. And you're going, I don't even know who that team was that they played, the Jaguars. But (laughs) yeah, uh, Mike Gundy doing what Mike Gundy does, and they've had the biggest bounce back this year. Uh, Kudos to them. Number two in our power rankings. And then, of course, number one, your Texas Longhorns. Uh, Getting it done, I mean, you heard uh, Coach Sarkeesian – or we'll be able to hear Coach Sarkeesian uh, uh, in our next segment, I think, talking about – Uh, the resiliency of this team and you know what like that's the kind of grounded out win that you need in seasons where you're going to have a special year you have to win some of those close ones and eke some of them by as well and that's what they're doing so there are your power rankings you can always go back download the podcast get more of those uh and just kind of see where uh, teams are every week right here on first and 12 let's take another break we'll come back we do have our sound Roundup next here from coach sark here from mike gundy uh, and much more. I think we're going to even hear from Jake Retzlaff. So uh, join us. More to go around the corner. It's first and 12.